You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Trying to do Freddie Mercury for Halloween. Oh my god! Ah. <laughs> Who's going to yeah. see it? Nobody. <laughs> you guys. That's what I'm saying. I mean, at work, I have to go to work. I still go to work, Joel. I don't know about you. I know you don't in go to costume? an office, but yeah, in costume. My, well, we have little Funko Pops that represent ourselves in the office, and oh, mine is cool. Freddie Mercury. So uh, I thought it'd be kind of funny to, what's to do that. I should be Tupac. He's Tupac or he's Troy. From, yeah, uh, from, uh, from community, community, beauty, mm-hmm. Orlando, Orlando. Yeah, I got three of them. <laughs> all, all black. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You know, oh, I, guess. I mean, you know. Listen, test the country we live in now. It's okay. It's okay for us to be. Racist. It would have been. It would have been really weird if uh, Ron Weasley Funko Pop was your uh, <laughs> representation. Hey man. Hey, Ron is a very underrated and underrespected character. Right, but he's about as, about as polar opposite from you physically as one. He is get. really. It's like Tess is ginger. more of a Malfoy anyway. That's right. Uh, you saying I'm evil? Or are you saying I'm a yeah. blonde? Kid? Is he a Malfoy or a mouthful? You're a blonde kid. I'm a blonde mouthful. kid. He's he's Draco nah. Mouthful. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's Somebody, his porn my, name. That's gonna be my. Oh, I was gonna say that's gonna be my rap name. Somebody yeah, get that Twitter handle right now. Draco Mouthful. Draco Mouthful. That's his gay porn name. Draco Mouthful. Oh, why you gotta be gay porn? Because first you were trying to make me a fluffer. Now I'm a now I'm a gay porn star. That's good stuff. How's your asshole? <laughs> Same that's as it ever was. Start. That's how the episode should start. So, how's your asshole? <laughs> that's the, the, the title of this episode. <laughs> so, just, this week we're talking about letter Cheerios on the editing. Room. Um, it's good. It's. Uh, so are you okay? Are you all right? I, yeah, I'm that, fine. Yeah. This was another one. Of the, this was a, a, a checkup uh, three years ago. I'd gone in because I'm I'm at that age now, and there's a history of uh, ass cancer uh, is the technical term in my family. Uh, and uh, so got checked out just to uh, make sure everything was copacetic. And, you know, they find a couple of little lumps, little uh, little polyps, I think is what they call them, which is lovely to think she's about. She's in my head. That was the best part, by the way. She's You might be dead. Um, oh. That's oh. The, yeah, yeah, it goes dark. Oh, wow. That was the best part, by the way, uh, of the colonoscopy, which is getting the paperwork that they give you with uh, <laughs> afterwards. Uh, and I didn't realize that there were some actual photographs. <laughs> That uh, they send along with you, so you know. So now we know it's going to be on the Christmas card. This year. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hey, do these come in wallet size? You know, so I can just carry them around with me and pass them out to friends." <laughs> Guys, oh I God. got I got pictures. They gave me they gave me wallet size. I got some pictures of the kids. Can I check them out. Uh, so that's fun. So I'm intimately familiar with um, what I look like from the inside now. Uh, yeah. But 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 good news, everything's good. Uh, it's another five years now. I can go uh, before my next checkup. Uh, so all is all is well cool. and uh, down under. All right. Thanks for, yeah, for excellent, man. Everybody, ra- raise a glass for for Joel's ass. Oh. <laughs> everything's in, everything's intact. Glad to hear. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how are your cowboys doing? Yeah, that's uh, appropriate. Well, that's not. I mean, I guess if we're talking about things that Stink. suck ass, I was like, talk about ass right now. You know? <laughs> Oh man, uh, doing pretty. I don't want to talk about my Cowboys. No, no. It's like how are your how are your Raiders doing? Well, yeah. they lost the game that they that they should have lost. They lost <laughs> against the Patriots, and so uh, oh yeah, 
Yeah. I'm not yeah. disappointed. I'm like, well, that's a game you should lose. I'm still surprised that they beat the Saints. <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? Bruh. But uh, uh, but yeah, man. No, it's disappointing. Even as someone who isn't a Cowboys fan, watching them play right now, I'm just like, what are you guys doing? What are you even doing? When you're like, you're down, you're down a touchdown, and you've got a minute and a half left on the clock, and you're throwing three yard passes. What are you doing? You got to get to the end zone. It's like I thought Jason. I thought we fired Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> He's still atrocious to this day. But I mean, like he's like disguising he said, himself as Dak. <laughs> oh my! God. It'd be like a Scooby Doo episode. Where he just pulls his mask people, off. Yeah, people don't realize he's like Nancy Kerrigan, Dak, and like oh my God. his disguise on. <laughs> I'm gonna show him it can work. It can work. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Dak, you sound real white. What? No, I don't. Well, I'm half white. I told you. <laughs> Oh man, no. Uh, but I mean, like, like you said with the Raiders, we we were supposed to lose this game against the Seattle Seahawks because I mean, Russell Wilson, he's on his MVP uh, seat like season right now, so it is what it is. Yeah, this is true. but but I mean, other than yeah. that, I've been watching some baseball and everything too, and that's not something I usually do. But you know, the playoffs are are going on, and after you know the Stars mm-hmm. lost, I was like. I'll still watch something oh. else that keeps up with it. You're hard up yeah. for sports right now, huh? That was disappointing. Bro, I so many months of not having it. So I'm just like, oh, I'll I know, watch right? anything. Now you got it. You got, Take you advantage. What's going on? What's up? Yeah, let me get some of those. Matches. You guys got any of that curling? Can I get some of that curling? <laughs> and, and honestly, you don't know. But, oh, yeah. What's also made it worse, though, is that Luigi figured out how to, like, start betting on games. And, like, so <laughs> oh, we've kind of – yeah, so we've kind of been betting on games, like, this last week. So, like, I've Stop been, like, that. watching all – yeah. No, here's the thing. I've been watching all kinds of shit. Like, I've been watching, like, Kazakhstan soccer and stuff like that. <laughs> 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 it's like – Yes, speaking yeah. of Kazakhstan, did you guys oh, I know what you're about to say? New Borat film? Yes, yes, yes. We, yes, I did. I saw the yesterday. I was like, Borat's back. I was like, it's nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The premise for this movie is that everybody knows who he is now, and he's it's- trying to like. He's still trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, and I'm like, all right, okay, I'm okay with this. You could be down for this. Yeah, it looks like it might be. It looks like it might be better because I mean, the first Borat, it was funny, but it was also it didn't. It definitely didn't age. You know, it definitely didn't age. Well, it's one of those movies you needed to see a couple times. Well, here's the thing with his movies, I, except for the Ali G movie. The Ali G movie, oh, was really yeah, rough. that was a rough yeah. movie. It was funny, yeah. but it was rough. Mm-hmm. With Borat and the Bruno movie, like. They only age as well as society has, like, because he's turning the the mirror back oh, on yeah. people. He's he's kind of highlighting the worst of what's going on in society, and uh, you know, with with uh, with Borat, it was all about like you know, the the xenophobic like, atmosphere and attitude in America. Mm-hmm. With Bruno, it was the homophobia in America. Oh, yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy because it's not so much what he's done it's what we see of ourselves in those movies and right. man i'll tell you the the ending of the bruno movie where he ends up coming back like he goes through like the reprogramming and comes back uh as straight dave no. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like straight dave's he's got like a wrestling thing that he does and he like has people come out like it's called straight dave's man slam and max out <laughs> 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 and it's like his buddy throughout the movie that had like went his own way shows back up and they get in the ring and start fighting each other and then like realize they've missed each other and start making out in the ring and like all these people <laughs> losing it, throwing chairs at them and stuff. It's like, what? I got to admit, I've um, never seen yeah, any no, of I, uh, his movies. Really? 
Have you not? Mm. What? I'm not really into uh, films where people are, are pulling pranks on each other. Like, I like Jackass. That's not really about pranks. That's just... Yeah, you they're know, doing dumb shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's, uh, that's, almost, that's almost exclusively pranks. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That's, that's, nah, it's pranks but, and stunts. But good that's nature. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's more stunts than pranks. Because, I mean, it's just them doing dumb shit. That yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. The Bam Margera show was more pranks. <laughs> dude, oh dude, the, the jackass movie when they did the thing where they lined the hallway with cattle prods oh yeah oh <laughs> yes. oh god yes oh my god that's so hilarious oh, no. like, steve was like oh, 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 i'm just gonna go oh no that's dangerous that's so dangerous oh my how are god. they still alive it's, it still makes me laugh it still makes me laugh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, a day. couple of them aren't. So, oh, good. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just one. Yeah. No, or is it? I was like, it's just one. Just Ryan. I thought they lost two. Well, Who we, else did? We I know Ryan. I, so, oh, We Man died. Yeah, We Man. Yeah, We Man and Bam. Right? Didn't Bam? No, Bam didn't die. It no, was he's around. Bam didn't no, die. Bam's still alive. It was uh, their friend Ryan Dunn. He died in his Lamborghini okay. that like he crashed. So We Man and Ryan. Oh shit! Oh wow! Damn. The fact that Steve-O is still with us is amazing. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Did he go, like, straight edge? Isn't he? I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, His life has changed completely now? Yeah, uh, yeah, I I would change my life, too. (laughs) I I got a few bucks in savings now. I think I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to stop, you know, jamming my dick into random things. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this just did. I don't don't think Wee Man actually died. Yeah, I don't think he died either. So I was like, what? Wee Man died? I mean, look, his career is dead. So what, are you, what are you going to do? Kill off Wee Man. Somebody died. <laughs> what did he ever do to you, sure, man? Yeah, Stevie Lee dies. Jackass. Star and wrestler was 54. This was just go. on September 11th. Yeah. You, ooh, wow. wow. Never forget. Yeah. Wow. Never forget Stevie Lee. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. So, uh, Wee Man is still with us, but she uh, got the man. I'm, I'm glad to hear the Wee Man still yeah, alive. He is. I did see a new movie. Uh, Jen and I watched one. This was her yeah. pick. Uh, and I'm glad she did it because uh, Enola Holmes, uh, Netflix's mm. Sherlock oh, I haven't Holmes watched that yet. little yeah. sister film. Not bad, like, man. It's really like based cute. Based on a book series, too. With Eleven. Yeah, with Millie Bobby Brown yeah. as uh, the titular character playing like the 16 year old sister, which I don't think. Like that was in the original books, right? Did Sherlock Holmes have any siblings? Never no, heard I don't of that. Because in this book, he's oh no, got... he had siblings. He had siblings. He okay. had a brother. Okay, yeah. So he's got the brother in this one, but they've added the little uh, sister who uh, fancies herself mm-hmm. a, a sleuth as well. Uh, really oh, cute. So it's his sister. It's not like his daughter or something. No, no, no. no. Yeah. And now, oh, okay. The wow, young cool. forgotten sister. Uh, yeah, uh, check it out. Really fun. Uh, she's great. It's nice to see her actually say more than two or three words at a time. Uh, and not look so stoic. Uh-huh. You know, everybody knows her as 11, uh, but she's really just like lively and yeah. vivacious. And they do this thing where she's breaking the fourth wall and kind of talking to you, which I thought was going to bother me, thought it was going to bug me. Uh, yeah. But really, y- y- they know when to dial it back uh, when there's uh, some serious mm-hmm. moments later on. Uh, but it's kind of a fun, yeah. you know, it's, I would say it's, it's for the whole family. Um, the, there's, there's not a lot of violence in it, uh, and the mm-hmm. violence that is there uh, is, is kind of safe violence, except for the end. Uh, not to give anything away, but um, still, you know, a PG thirteen. Uh, but she's really How's good Henry in Cavill? it. Henry Cavill is really good in it. Um, yeah, mm, like really him, good man. cast. Great production value, man. If you love kind of that era, um, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you long for the the days of Sherlock Holmes, uh, you can't go wrong with uh, Enola Holmes. Check it out. Did you Did you ever watch the Benedict Cumberbatch show? Sherlock? I did. I did. I've yeah. seen a few episodes. I, I call them so, episodes, so but they're basically movies. You've, oh God, yeah. yeah. You've seen that? Uh, have you seen the Robert? 
Robert Downey Sherlock Holmes movies. I think your question was, have we seen the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies? The answer is yes. I've seen both of them. Yeah, that was the one where he was like breaking so down his you... moves, right? Where he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah that was sick. It's, that was Guy, it's Guy Ritchie. Wasn't, wasn't it Guy Ritchie? It absolutely it? is. And there's a third one um, supposedly in production. Who knows when that'll come out? Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Complete the trilogy. So where, where would you place this? Where would you place Enola Holmes in the Pantheon <laughs> of Sherlock Holmes stuff? Uh, well, uh, first of all, Great Mouse Detective. Is is a top obviously right? Agreed. Obviously, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I really like the I like the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, they really kind of modernized it, but it's a little too Hollywood for me. There's a little too mm-hmm. like uh, I know he was a boxer, and I know that's the actual story, but it's a little unbelievable uh, the way it's presented uh, in that film. And there's just like some over the top action sequences that feel like something out of the A Team. Uh, so I, I prefer my Sherlock Holmes a little more. Uh, he l- lets his brain do the uh, the talking for him and not his fists. Uh, and so, yeah. The, uh-huh. but, but for some reason, you lose something when you modernize it. I like the the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, ones, but um, they're a little too dark, a little too real, following the trend of uh, everything else where he's like, you know, Batman can't be fun and campy anymore. He's got to be super dark. But I put this uh, Enola Holmes, I put it um, somewhere in between Great Mouse Detective and the Guy Ritchie versions. Great that's that's cool, man. Um, so I saw the. Um, I didn't. It wasn't a movie. I guess it could have been two separate movies. But I don't know if you guys heard about this thing called the Comey Rule on oh, Showtime. Yes, sure have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Jeff Daniels plays James Comey. Uh, you got Brendan Gleeson playing Donald Trump, and it's all. It's oh, kind no. of like a the story of James Comey. It's basically everything. Everything we dealt with like three years ago during oh. like the Comey hearings and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to view it through the eyes of an Aaron Sorkin style drama, mm. uh, that's basically what this was. And the thing is, like, there were parts of it that were really good. Um, I think that James Comey's story is an interesting one mm-hmm. and one that should be explored. But I think maybe without having to try to shoehorn in like the Trump investigation and stuff too, like. Part of the problem is that Brendan Gleeson looks really good in the makeup as Donald Trump, yeah. but doesn't sound anything like him. Oh, really? Like when he's trying to, when he's trying to do his Trump, he sounds like half of an Alec Baldwin impression and, and it's distracting. And it's like, I'd almost rather have someone who doesn't even look like Trump, but can kind of capture the mannerisms better mm. than have somebody who looks like him and can't really get like the mannerisms down. Also, oh. I think Brendan Gleeson being a British actor was yeah. kind of a poor choice. Like, cause he just, he wasn't really able to capture the Donald Trump, like what was going on there. <laughs> Who could? And that's why, exactly. And that's why I feel like Jim maybe Carrey we didn't, we didn't need him to be in it. Like it could have just the story of James Comey or just the story of all of that happened just from the point of view of the FBI and not like trying to encompass everything. Yeah. You can mention and, him, but maybe don't show him, huh? Right. And some people mentioned that they had seen the trailer for this and they're like, oh, I thought that was fake. I thought that was an SNL bit. And there's a lot of reasons why you should think that oh, because no. because Brendan Gleeson is Trump. Uh, then you have Joe Latrulio from Brooklyn Nine Nine playing Jeff Sessions, what? and it's like, why what? didn't you just find why didn't you find a sixty year old man or a seventy year old man to play instead of this like thirty year old guy in makeup because he's clearly a thirty something year old guy in makeup, <laughs> uh, just doing an old man voice. And so there are parts of it that are distracting. Uh, there's, there are two characters. There's one, it's like the guy that's always driving James Comey around. And then there's Sally Yates' uh, oh. assistant, 
who ends up becoming the assistant to Rob Rubenstein uh, or Rosenstein. And the thing is like, they're both like the very wise black character. Mm. And I'm like, these two really exist or did the writers create them because it would read better screen and and i don't mean that to be disrespectful but i do mean like i felt like it was disrespectful in the writing that like this seemed disingenuous Mm -hmm. that like now we're trying to manipulate you to make these guys look better or whatever um Mm. because you know the 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 driver for james comey they have like one scene in an elevator where james comey's like how was your daughter's recital and the guy's like surprised that james comey thought of it he's like it was really good thanks then we don't see the guy again until the the end of the second part where james comey finds out he's fired and finally gets home and this dude drives him home and he's like thank you james and like gives him a hug and i'm like why are you giving him a hug? <laughs> like, you guys weren't this close. So there are parts of this show to like. Like Jeff Daniels anchors this thing really well. He's a he's a really good actor and he does a good job in this. There are things to like about it, but then there's so much about it that's like really schmaltzy and mm-hmm. like the characters of James Comey's wife and daughters are all like they're they're caricatures of what we think female characters should be. Like mm-hmm. they they all seem to have the foresight and knowledge, you know, like it's that hindsight is kind of like my problem with the newsroom that everybody was always on the right side more because they had the benefit of 2020 hindsight. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. come on, man. Did Sorkin have anything to do with this? I don't think so. No, I don't think he did. Other than the fact that I think that he inspired whoever it was that wrote and directed it. Um, (laughs) He's there in in spirit. He's there in spirit. So I watched that and I also uh, watched <laughs> yesterday morning. Tess asked me to download because we talked last week. He almost picked kids. Yo, Jesus. Pick. That's and what I I'm haven't, to do. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie since like 1996, yeah. 1995, 1996. This is the first time I've watched it again. And I regret watching it. Again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told I you. Went, I went to download it for Tess and I, I had to watch it while it was downloading. And I was like, just watching this film. And I'm like, not only not only because it's dark and the subject matter is rough and it makes you feel but it's mm-hmm. kind of a horrible film it's yeah. kind of horrible yes and, and the thing is it's a product it's a byproduct of like that 90s oh, yeah. film culture of like we need a film that's not really about anything and like doesn't really represent fairly what real life is like mm-hmm. just like this horrible fucking idea of what we think life is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you're following the worst people like everyone everyone is the worst version of themselves Uh, that they can be in this movie and they're all 14 15 years old yeah yep and so watching that and and it's funny because i know we were trying to think of like films that could be a good counterpoint to cuties i don't think this is a fair representation of what would be a fair counterpoint because like (laughs) right there are no there are no parents in this movie, like we see the dude's mom, we see Telly's mom once. Yeah. And but other than that, we don't see any parents. These kids are left to just like go do whatever the hell they want to do. They have a part. There's like 40 kids at a party in an apartment, and all Doing of them, all kinds every, of shit. Every dude at the, at the party has his shirt off. Yeah. Every dude. Oh, yeah. And it's just about like, look, when I was a kid, I did think about sex a lot because I was a young boy. Yeah. But like at the same time, I was interested in other shit. Like there was other stuff. I didn't just think about like I need to fuck. I need to constantly be fucking. 
and that's when, like when, what when you're young did. yeah when you're young you find something you care about <laughs> and for me for me it's fucking it. it's like <laughs> take fucking away from me and i really have nothing now. like are you kidding me that's how we're ending <laughs> the movie it's like that's and i I remember seeing this movie when I was a teenager. Well, yeah, I was I was late teens, mm-hmm. uh, just about to jump into my twenties. And I remember watching this movie, and at the end, feeling so moved and like sad, and like, oh man, if only like you know Jen had gotten there sooner, or she could have done something, or mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I finished watching it this time, mm-hmm. and I was like, good. I hope they all get the disease, and I hope they all <laughs> oh my die. God, oh my! See, I didn't I didn't say that, but I was like, I mean. I would have just been who the, the little girl at the end who yeah. he was trying. The her name was Darcy. Year old. Yeah, the thirteen-year-old Darcy that he was trying to 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 get with. Like by the end of the movie, he went to her house and was yelling in the middle of the fucking street, Darcy, Darcy. She wouldn't. She didn't come. Her brother comes to the window. It's like, hey, what's up, Telly? You looking for Darcy? <laughs> I'll go get her. It's like, bro, what the fuck? That's your little sister. Why, why are you letting this grown ass man, or at least what he what looks like a grown ass man, compared to your thirteen year old sister? Like, and as somebody with a younger sister, I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, like he's if he like had an stopped, even more deformed Michael Phelps though. Like, oh, terrible, horrible Michael Phelps mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. And the, but the thing is, like, the whole movie takes place in the course of a day. Mm-hmm. Yes, day, he starts the day banging one chick, one one twelve year old, <laughs> and then he like goes and I think he's with somebody else at some point, and then gets with Darcy at the end. He like no, he go after that. He's with he's with uh Casper, and then oh, they right. they go and they like try to get money, but like they, they go yeah. and like rob his mom, and, and then, then they go after, to a playground and beat the and shit out of shit some out guy. Some with guy. His face, but that was after they got some, they got some weed from this Rastafarian guy. <laughs> And like they did, it's like they did all kinds of wild shit in this movie. And it was, just, and the whole time, like, like you were asking for the parents. I was just like, these people are fucking awful. Like Telly yes. is terrible. Like from the first five minutes, I was like, all right, Telly is terrible. Like literally after it opens up with him, like having sex with this, with this, with this young girl, like convincing her to do all that. He then meets Casper outside. This is all within the first five minutes. And then he he explains to Casper like, yeah, man, I just really like fucking versions, man. So basically, the whole premise of who he is, and like just basically his whole character. And I'm like, wait, this is our main this is our main character. It's protagonist. It's protagonist. Like, this it's is the protagonist. protagonist. Are you fucking ki- are you kidding me? Yeah. And he like, spends he spends no less than fifteen minutes describing what it was like yeah. to be and, with this young girl. With, and it, and like they're walking down the street, and you can see people as they're talking, like what the f-? like looking at them, like <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, are you like that's the whole movie? And but the one of the craziest things though to me about this movie though uh-huh. um, was the fact that like my one of my favorite rappers who passed away a, couple, a few years ago, Mac Miller, hmm. his original like mixtape is titled "Kids" for like kicking incredibly dope shit and the album the album like artwork is of the same out uh our like album artwork really? yeah from the poster oh. from the movie yeah and there's actually skits and scenes from the movie that are in the mixtape oh, that i've been listening i've listened to this mixtape since 2010 and i've never seen kids and oh. never knew never knew that those were the, the those were the scenes from the movie like i've heard all yeah. of them where he's like at the beginning where he's at the beginning and at the end where he's even talking about like yeah uh, music is because um, instead of pussy he's like yeah music is what i love is what max mm-hmm. says on it uh, and then also like when the girls are like yeah you know there's a difference between having sex making love and then fuck you it's like <laughs> I, I 
I had heard that so many times, like, oh my god! But then actually seeing it for the scene, I was like, now you know, these are yeah. young ass nice. little girls saying this. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, as as uh, surprise as, as shocking as some of the things that they say are in this film, the image that sticks with me that I remember is. Um, I, I just remember a bunch of kids with their shirts off in an apartment, oh, yeah. and they're passing around the tampon that the, the one kid uh-huh. is like sticking in the Kool Aid. He sticks it yeah. the tampon oh, in the yeah. Kool Aid, and then yeah. like sucks the Kool Aid off of the tampon. Like yeah. that, I I can't unsee that. It's, it's yeah, gross. my no, my, gr- my girls got heavy. My girls got heavy flow. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny that that's in that's in the mixtapes too. But like I've heard I've heard oh, that God. so many times, but didn't know where that came from. So so yeah, we uh, we checked that out, and I gotta say, like, uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that we officially, even though we've spent a good amount of time talking about Probably, it here, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> we don't that have we to didn't do it. because because you know. I mean, one, it isn't a fair comparison between that and Cuties. It's not even the same thing not because at all. in Cuties, like they're just they're young girls trying to find out like who they are, trying to figure out who they are. They're, there's nothing malicious about it. These kids in this in kids are just they're fucking evil. Awful. Like they, yes. they're just. They're yes, awful people. The worst. They're terrible. Yep. Uh, the only good thing that came out of that movie was the folk implosion song. <laughs> Do you remember that one? No. It was, it's in the What's end credits. Song? They save it to the end credits. Like, I'm the one natural, natural one. Take it easy. It's a good tune. But other than that, like, yeah, the movie is so bad. But I'm glad you got to experience it. Yeah. I'm glad I did, too. And now I'm like, you know what? I never have to watch yes, this movie. Let's ever never again. speak of it again. And, and I understand the references now, which I'm all about. That's all as, I ever want. As soon as I transferred it to you, I immediately deleted it off. The <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see this. However, Joel, you'll be happy. I mm. did start something else, and I realized it's not the kind of movie I can watch while I'm working. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> catch me if you can. Oh, oh finally! Yeah, yes. I'm about. You I'm like mother. five minutes into it, so I've got to I've got to just start it over because again I started realizing like I was watching it and then I had some stuff come in and work yeah. while I was Aww. letting it run and I was like nope this is not the kind of movie that I can Aww, just like have huge. in the background while I'm doing yeah, you stuff. sob I was gonna pick that for the pod very Man. soon hey, hey who says you can't well, I mean you you still can I can I haven't can. seen it in a long time yeah you're right. Yeah. You're right. No, it's good. So, um, no, uh, I've I've started watching that. It seems really awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to diving into it. Probably do that tomorrow. Um, I hope I haven't but, built yeah. it up too much for you because it is, I think, one of my favorite Spielberg movies, at least in his the later part of his career. Um, uh-huh. I'd be curious to see how it holds up. But it's about ten years old, right? Uh, it came out in 20, 2002. 2002. Oh, yeah. So coming on 20 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, you can't just listen to the uh, the dialogue. There's a lot of stuff visually going on that uh, you'll appreciate. And uh, yeah, yeah, great performances. Uh, can't wait for you to experience it and uh, talk about it on a future cool. episode, perhaps. Maybe well, uh, on a future episode of the Editing Bay oh. on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel, and this is where we come it's to test. talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. We invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to Facebook.com/slash Editing Bay or uh, in the search bar on Facebook. Type in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. That's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie of the week and if. If you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the uh, in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there. We'll add them to the list. And uh, this week, to balance out what we watched last week with Cuties, but also mm-hmm. give us kind of a counterpoint. Uh, you know, like uh, we got to see what the coming of age story for a girl is is like. But 
I thought it would be interesting to look at what a coming-of-age story for young boys, specifically American coming-of-age stories yes. about young boys, what mm-hmm. those are represented as. Uh, and Tess had a fantastic pick. Yes, he did. Uh, oh, yeah. That I hadn't seen. Tess, go ahead and tell us about it. Well, guys, I went along and picked Good Boys, which came out last year, actually, in yes. 2019, um, on, in August, actually. Um, and... You know what, Joe? I love when you actually do this part where you break down the movie. But I decided I wanted to pick uh, Good Boys, basically what Joe was saying, as a little contrast and also as a little palate cleanser, yes. something a little bit more funnier and easily digestible. Yeah. All right. So uh, this was made, um, directed by Gene Stupnitsky. Uh, he's the writer of Bad Teacher, Year One, and The Office, some episodes of The Office. Uh, the budget for this movie was $20 million, and it raked in $111.2 million. Yeah, Well-deserved. So it was uh, it was a huge success. Um, I mean, it was just last year, so I don't think anybody forgot about the movies that came out last year. But just in case, uh, <laughs> 2019 gave us The Gentleman, gave us 21 bridges which we talked yeah. about a few weeks back mm-hmm. uh gave us the movie serenity that we've talked about <laughs> uh we we also got 1917 the peanut butter falcon rambo yeah. last blood terminator oh. dark fate zombie land double tap oh, Char- yeah. charlie's angels remake avengers endgame mm-hmm. spider-man far from home shazam uh once upon a time in hollywood Ford yep. versus Ferrari, Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit, Little Woman, mm. uh, Parasite, Joker, and Toy Story Four. <laughs> you know, it's a I good have, year. I have some. Fr- it was year. a good year. Uh, well, anything's a good year compared to this year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have some uh, friends. Uh, the guy was the best man at my wedding, and um, his wife, uh, good friends of ours, and uh, she listens to the show and texted us. Uh, maybe I think it was just last week and said, "Hey, uh, we uh, watched Serenity from 2019, oh, and then God. I realized you guys had done an episode on it, and uh, <laughs> I wish I would have listened to it first before watching oh, no. that movie." <laughs> uh, so yes, so she loved it. <laughs> oh, clearly, yeah. Who didn't? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I just yeah. see it's when people write stuff like that, especially a movie like Serenity. That's where I really wish that I could be a fly on the wall. I with know, people. right? Because it's like, especially when they don't know what they're about to get into, if they just think it's like some kind of film noir drama mm. starring Matthew McConaughey, like, oh, he's a guy that has a boat and some woman wants him to help her kill her husband. Like, oh, yeah, you think that's nope, what this movie's about? <laughs> and apparently they, they like us, uh, had kind of figured it out about halfway through. Well, the movie flat out tells you, really. Um, yeah. And then I, w- I was remembering, like, yeah, the very first shot, listen to our Serenity episode, but the very first shot. Like the camera goes through the kid's eye into this world, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, it's in his head. Everything's in his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's telling you literally in the first shot <laughs> where he imagines his naked father constantly. Like, oh, yeah, banging his mom. That's it's so disturbing. <sighs> um, so good boys, oh, yeah. good boys, speaking, speaking good boys, good boys. So, um, here's here's the thing. This is gonna. I'm gonna tell you like my initial impressions of good boys. Um, I loved this movie. I thought this was hilarious. Yes. I think you guys had both seen it already, and uh-huh. I hadn't seen this movie yet. I'm so happy that we did this movie. Uh, I I loved it. I thought it was so good. I thought the the three main characters, our three main actors, these Amazing. kids are so good. Jacob Tremblay, like yeah. yep. coming off of Room and his dramatic turn in Room, and you always kind of get this idea that like especially with children that like yeah maybe like that first hit that they have is like a director who is really good at communicating with them. But like after that, they're kind of just a mess mm-hmm. because 
they're not as good as we think. That's why there's a lot of first time Oscar winners. Cause the first thing we see people do, it's like, Oh, that's so powerful. But then we don't realize that like, Oh, that's all you do. Yeah, like you know. can only do this thing where Jacob Tremblay, like I was not expecting how just honestly yes. and sincerely funny he mm-hmm. is. Hilarious. Funny to the point of self-aware of how funny right? what he's doing. Like, like, it's that thing, like an actor who's able to 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 confidently and skillfully perform a role because he understands the subtext mm-hmm. of what's going on. Like this kid has an uncanny grasp of the subtext that he's performing on yep. the screen. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. He's like the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, of this generation. Although I wonder how much of that uh, actually was him understanding the subtext and being able to kind of... Uh, play it back to the audience because I was reading about this and uh, there are some jokes, some words that uh, the directors just did not explain to these child actors what they meant, <laughs> what they were actually saying. Uh, oh, because wow. They didn't want to, they didn't want to tell them they were like, just, just say, and it kind of works better that way. And to your point, Joe, it, yeah. it, it lends itself to that, that uh, innocent believability because uh, yes. they really don't know what mm-hmm. uh, what cooming is. Cume. Well, and, and the thing, like that that's amazing. I love I love even like simple like cleaner parts where they have Stephen Merchant over to buy that magic together. <laughs> oh yeah. And he decides he wants to buy the sex doll. Yes. And like oh, it's a Tremblay, CPR doll, Joe. Jacob Tremblay looks at him with the most sincere look and he's like, "Look, I'm a professional businesswoman and I know <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Like the like listening to these kids parrot what they've obviously heard their mm-hmm. parents yeah. say, yep. and it's like that's some of the stuff that I would compare to cuties, where Ame is trying to like parrot or like um, imitate the things that she's seeing adults do, or seeing older people should try to seem more mature, mm-hmm. and it's like that's where it's funny that like you know we're willing to give it a pass in a movie like this, in a, in a comedy about young boys who are just as filthy, just like not even filthy. I feel, I feel like that's not even a fair representation, but like that they have their minds on the same thing where they're oh, yeah. trying to like, they're growing up. They're, they're mm. transitioning from one phase of life to another, but it's, it's so cute and enduring yeah. and endearing <laughs> when little boys do it. But when yeah. little girls do it, it's like, you, you have to protect them. We have to shield them, yeah. especially yeah. from themselves. And it's like, well, wait, let, let these kids figure things out a little yeah. bit. Be present, and that's the thing that I did appreciate this about this movie too. Is that these kids get in a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. and it's mostly because like their parents aren't present for what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. quite literally have that moment with Will Forte at the beginning, uh, <laughs> where, where he says, "I'm going to be out of town. Don't touch my drone." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. He's going to be gone. But like, there's there's an approach to this movie that was maybe a little unbelievably funny, like almost where I put uh, the, um, the Emma Stone movie, easy a yes. her relationship mm. with her parents, specifically her dad, Stanley Tucci, like Stanley Tucci has that string of films where he's just that, like really just relatable and mm. down to earth and like kooky father. And it's like, no dad actually behaves no. like that. That is, a, that is an impossible relationship that he has. Exactly. With and that's kind of where I feel about the Will Forte thing. Like, I don't know a father in the world that would realize his son is getting ready to masturbate in his room. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, I see what you're doing, buddy. Are you getting ready to masturbate your little wiener? Like, <laughs> hey, it's cool, fool. It's cool. <laughs> 
no father's going to do that. I, and I don't think that's a problem. You don't think, think uh, you'll be like, that way with it, with James in about 10 absolutely years? Absolutely not. No. You're not, you're not going to you're not going to walk out the room and be like, "Hey Sarah, you'll never believe." <laughs> no. I'm, and I know that's done for like comedic effect, but at the same time it's like, "No, I'm not going to be that father. I will understand. I'll let him know I understand, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to be present to be like, "Okay, this is embarrassing him right now. Let me get out of here." Well, don't be too but present, it, Joe. It's so funny, man. It was it was really funny. My only issue, I think, with it is that now here I am three days after I've watched it, and I've kind of forgotten a lot of the movie. Yeah, well, there's, there's not a lot to it. I mean, and the enjoyment uh, from it, like, it is one of the funniest, like, 90-minute pieces of, of film, like you'll just see, just wall-to-wall laughs. Yeah. Um, but you know, the story's pretty simple like you could probably jot down the outline uh on half a sheet of paper and I'm you sure. got the story there but yeah the the, the it, magic behind it comes from the performances and the things that they yeah. get these kids to say and do yeah and the things that the, just the different situations they kind of get into because i mean when you look at it it's like a lot of coming of age stories with boys like we've seen for years where i mean one of the characters he's got a girl he's interested in and uh-huh. the other fr- and the other friends are there to kind of help him out with it but along the time of him getting to that eventual th- eventual scene of like confronting the girl they go through a bunch of crazy things what? Yeah, there's they definitely put together like a sequence of things. Like, here's the issue, and it, it does run the risk of becoming the end then movie. Oh, sure. Where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so he's got a crush on this girl, and he wants to wants to go to the party. All right, that's that's easy enough. That they're already kind of not the most popular kids. I, it, this is almost like the 11 year old version of Superbed. Uh, yeah. I, was, kind of I, was ju- I was just about to say that because literally, like at the end, the scene where they finally get to the party is just like how in Superbed, where like they've yeah. gone through yep. everything through that day of trying to get the alcohol and get there, and they finally get off the bus, and he's like, "I can't believe we fucking made it." Here we go. <laughs> well, it, it's the same exactly. No surprise yeah. there because uh, Seth Rogen uh, and Evan Goldberg are uh, some of the yep. producers on it. So yeah, their mm-hmm. their sensibilities and their comedic uh, uh, timing is all over this as well. Not just that, but also their character types. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You could Definitely. take the three mains in this movie, and yep. you could recast them with three actors that are in all of oh. those movies. Yep. I mean, you got the Lucas character is totally Craig Robinson. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You oh, definitely. The the I think uh, Thor the Thor character is um, Jonah he's Hill. Bound and down. Yeah, oh, Danny, Danny McBride. Danny, Danny, McBride. Danny mm-hmm. McBride, exactly. Danny McBride. What? What? Girls like me? I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh, that's not even a good burn. His <laughs> dad has two has two DUIs and still has to take the train to go to work. That's a, that's good, a good burn. burn. <laughs> I do love that line. Oh my! But God. you know what? You're talking about yeah, Seth Rogen and and. Uh, all those those actors are still cracking up. Oh my god! It's so funny. Don't listen to Atticus. His dad doesn't even pay taxes. His, his, his mom plagiarized a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny. But but aside from the uh, the, the comedy, the the stylings of uh, comedy. Also, uh, I would say the the heart. It has the heart of oh, Superbad, yeah. or you know, any of the the Seth Rogen. I would, I would say that it has more heart than Superbad, because well, because Superbad runs the risk of Michael, Sarah, and Jonah Hill characters. They're kind of. I kind of I kind of don't like them. Like they're not likable characters. Yeah, they're funny, but they're not likable. They're certainly Even not as innocent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're definitely into chicks. They're trying to get. Yeah, they're 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 pushing yeah. the boundaries. Yeah. Whereas 
at every turn, these kids are trying to do the right thing, especially Lucas. Like, L- Lucas cannot oh, lie yeah. to oh, save his life or anyone else. You had us bring drugs to a fucking playground? <laughs> <laughs> I like when Jacob Tremblay tries to commit the citizen's arrest. And he's like, she's like, did you just reload your imaginary gun? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But then later on, when he actually does have an actual gun in, in, in the frat ball. Yeah. Oh my god, that scene was so hilarious. Just yeah. the whole setup of that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah um, we would like to take two pieces of Molly, please. <laughs> <laughs> Kids trying to buy drugs. Dude, the, the, scene, the scene where yeah, I think her name was Lily. The one girl was Lily. Yeah, where she's Asian. chasing after them like the T-1000 from Terminator oh my, 2 oh my on the bikes. She, and Lucas Lucas hits that van. Holy <laughs> shit. So hard. <laughs> Dislocates his shoulder, poor kid. The, oh, and they start puking. They start puking. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Okay, help us! This is our babysitter. She's after us, and she's trying to touch our penises. <laughs> and she just runs off and hops into the car. Guys, there's there's so many places where this movie could have gone typical, and it doesn't. And the thing is, it yeah. doesn't do it to the detriment of the film. Like when he's trying to, like they're like, "Look, your dad's just expecting the drone to be there." Yeah, not at the you. end. Oh and my God. That, that whole thing where you expect he's going to like fly the drone, and he's Perfectly. going to land it. And the fact that he like fucks up the entire house. And I thought for a second because they they mentioned earlier when uh, when the drone gets taken the first time, we'll just tell him that someone broke in oh, and yeah. stole it and i'm like that's probably what's going to happen here torn up the house and when his dad comes home it'll be like you're not gonna believe this son someone broke in the house like i thought that was where it was going to go and the fact that like right like immediately the father's like no you messed this up yes. like, this is your fault i love how they play that though like he thinks they think they're doing it because they're controlling the drone from their iphone yes. blocks away yes. and like yeah they're celebrating <laughs> meanwhile you're just seeing the chaos is <laughs> going through Brett chandeliers Emerson. Right. I know the house like the back of my hand. I could do this with my eyes closed. <laughs> Just wrecked uh, everything. Oh my! Yeah, Drake, Jacob Tremblay. He was so hilarious in this movie. He's great. When they finally got the new one, the new drone, and they're at and they're at the store, and you remember he gets there, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, we're here to buy the new. Uh, we're here to buy. We called about that new drone or whatever like that. Oh yeah, there's two girls that came in and they got it before you. Ha. Yeah. Okay. Huh, pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, seriously. Here's a letter. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, so much cursing. So I've, you've never heard uh, 13. How old are these kids? What are they, like 11 supposed to be? They're, they're supposed to be 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah. they're just yes. And just cursing and using all the bad language. Uh, just so badly. and just not understanding half of the shit like we were saying yeah. exactly that's where and that's where it's it, it that's the heart that you're talking about and where a lot of the humor comes from is that they're using a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. and not understanding what it means like they have no clue what they're saying they're yeah. just saying it like like when they like when they were gonna beat up with uh the guy for the uh for the card or whatever he's like yeah we need i got all these weapons just in case you know he's like why do we need weapons well, I mean, just in case he's a pedophile, you never know. <laughs> yes. And then the list of stuff they have, all six to it. What, what are these? Oh, anal beads. They're anal. <laughs> oh, these are like shit. <laughs> he whips them around and starts like using them like nunchucks. And then, and then he takes, and then he takes it to the party later to give her the necklace, and she like, tries to wear it and almost throws it. Yeah, she's like, I'll, I'll put it on later. <laughs> <laughs> so inappropriate but yeah so innocent and uh also kind of a good message like there's a lot of um 
they, they talk a lot about consent. Yeah. Oh, you know, we can't kiss a girl without a consent. Yep. it's they're not yes. trying to get laid. Obviously, they're way too young for that. They're just they're just trying to figure out how to do it. Like, yeah. how how is this supposed this next step? And the thing is, not even all of them. Just the Jacob Tremblay character, mm-hmm. and I liked that yeah. that they each kind of had their own little type. That like, and and I, I don't know if you guys can relate to it, but we definitely oh, yeah. had these types too growing oh, up. Yeah. Like, yeah, there definitely. was the one kid who was kind of into girls before everybody else. Yep. There was the one kid that was kind of like the 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 loud mouth brash like jerk off but because you didn't know how else to be but you find out that like he's got kind of an artistic side to him as well and then like yeah the try hard and then you've got the uh just the 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 heart of the group the goody two shoes Uh good good one that was was me (laughs) i love that i love when he finds out his parents are getting divorced and they cut to him in his choir class and they're trying to because i'm walking uh, on sunshine (laughs) what's what's wrong with you dude you're that song always gets me down <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a nice little musical montage at the end they bring back because they've introduced that that thor the the brash one of the three uh yeah, yeah has uh, uh secretly is uh has uh, the voice of an angel as uh, mm-hmm. one of the girls says later on and uh, wants to be in the musical wants to try out and uh they mentioned it once you know it's going to come back in at the end but I, I thought it was really effective how they they use that kind of musical montage how we transition from him singing at the party to now he's on stage there in the, in the, doing the play doing the recreation of uh, Rock of Ages a Rock of Ages oh, yeah. <laughs> doing coke it's ridiculous it, and it's it's so like that goes into like the heart of it too like how we were saying because the the heart from this movie is basically about how they're realizing that they've been best friends since they were in kindergarten they're the beanbag boys mm-hmm. but they're now getting to the point where they're older now mm-hmm. and they're and they all have different things that they're into and unfortunately they might not be able to do everything together and yeah. we've all been there we've had friends like that we've sure. had to grow up and leave certain friends aside so it's like it's just it's good to see how they did it and how at the end they're still friends and even tell each other like yeah even if we don't see each other all the time yeah let's yeah. still be together for the big stuff when they're playing on the sex swing yes <laughs> <laughs> that's, that swing is for sexing People do sex I love on that, it. I love that her name is Annabelle, and yes. she's like always sneaking up, like quietly and stuff, and always scaring, like like the Annabelle doll. Like, yeah, like that is a great reference. And they use the little uh, violin, ring, you know, when she Guys, shows up. The 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 side care, the supporting cast in this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like the choir teacher, I'm talking, the cop that they run into in the convenience store. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. He just doesn't want to have to deal with shit. He doesn't want to deal with shit. And like the the kids keep outing themselves on stuff and he keeps getting annoyed and ends up getting on the phone and you think he's calling like dispatch or right. something. And I love, he, they cut to him, they cut to a close up of him and he's like, look, I decided I don't want kids. <laughs> he's talking to his girlfriend or wife. I don't want kids. <laughs> And then they lock him in the store with a dildo. With a double dong dildo, yep. <laughs> I love that. But like Lucas's parents are yep. hilarious. Retta oh. from uh, from Parks and Rec. Uh, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also uh, also Lil this Ray little Howard. Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Lil mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, they were so- we- even though we're getting divorced, we're still best friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be the same. You you're gonna have you gonna have like uh two taco Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Double tacos. 
<laughs> and I think it's funny, especially for someone who had to sit through like the we're getting divorced conversation. Oh, no. Like like I have, you know, I've had to sit through that. And like it's funny though, like they put it to they actually make something like that, which is really traumatic for a kid. Like they yeah. make it super funny in this movie. Um because it's all from no, their dude, point of view, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's bro, this is a good pick. This is a solid comedy. Uh and and I'm tr- I'm really trying hard to think of things that well, brought me down about the movie. Well, before we get into that, like you're talking about the supporting cast and I do think we need to spend a little more time talking about the two teenage girls who uh play oh, a, yeah. a big role in here, Hannah and and Lily, who are uh, kind of the they're not really the antagonists, but they 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 help propel the uh, the story forward because the whole the whole thing is that they're trying to spy on them with the drone to see him kissing, right? Because they want to learn how to kiss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it turns into this whole, it turns out they've got drugs, but then, uh, I forget, how do the kids get a hold of it? They, they, they oh, stole their yeah, her purse when yeah, they went stole, to get there. stole her purse when they were inside, and she, she bullied them. And <laughs> she bullied them once they got in there, and he stole it for collateral. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and they do like the uh, the cell phone call, like uh, the, the, the ransom call. Oh, oh my God. and it's so funny when she when she calls and she's like, "Yeah, uh, give me my stuff back, and everything." And Jason Tremblay is just like, "Man, fuck that noise! I want my drone back." I love the ongoing bit where the kids couldn't childproof lid to the oh, yes they couldn't even <laughs> open the drugs if they wanted to. But then he ends it. He opens it at the end. And he's like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Become a it's, man. I'm growing up it's now. Visual representation. Yeah, that he's mm-hmm. grown. Oh my god, it's a it's a good movie, man. This was a, this was a good. He had, he had so many uh, moments though, like that, like the the whole fuck that noise. But then also later on, where they're all where they're mad at each other and they're about to go to the party, and Lucas shows up in his window in that mask that scares oh, the shit. Out you. <laughs> that scared me for that scared me for a second me there too. too. I, I was like, what the. Oh shit! But when he gets there and he's telling him like, "Yeah, look, look, come on, let's go. We're gonna go to the party. Like, you need to do this or whatever." He's like, "All right, but I'm not. I'm not apologizing to Thor." He's like, "It's okay." He said he wasn't gonna go. Good. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. I love the little yeah. kids that uh, the, the the cool kids, Soren and oh, uh, man. Atticus. Oh. Take two sips of yeah, man. He took three sips of beer, man. He's totally a badass. He's like, you can't do it. Come Sip on, sippy cup. cup. <laughs> oh man, I can't do it, man. I, I forgot I got the tryouts on Friday, That's and right. they told him that's for beer. <laughs> I love I love when they're, they he, Thor ends up losing his bike when trying to run away from the girls, oh, I guess, no. and they're making their way to the to the mall. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's a couple of things like this, but this is one of the this is a specific line that I caught that really made me laugh. Oh. And it's like they're they're up there. They get to the see the highway, and he's like, "But guys, you don't understand. My bike is gone. Cycle Sundays are fucked." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I laughed at that too. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bunch of little throwaway lines, and I have to imagine that with the, the the directing style that there was not so much improv from the kids' point of view, but I get the <laughs> feeling the, the adults were like, "All right, do it again, but this time say this." <laughs> see, like, see it like this. Oh, there's. So, I, I wrote down so many, but my favorite one was where he's. Like he's like, yeah, man. She's gonna think you're a shitty kisser. Remember that porno from earlier? That guy didn't know how to kiss at all. He was just like that woman's asshole. You want <laughs> asshole next? <laughs> I like that when they're serving, they're like, so this thing's asking if we're 18. I'm gonna go ahead and click yes. And and Lucas is like, wait, but we're not. No, I know he's so honest. <laughs> it could never lie. And his. 
his little screech, that little high pitched scream that he oh, has yeah. throughout the film. Every time he did that, it fucking cracked me up. <laughs> like the frat house, they're like, oh, every single time. Oh, and the guy, the guy Benji walks up. He's like, yeah, you guys are like seven. What are you doing here? Oh, except for you. I remember you from Econ. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh man. Oh, bro. There's so many. So, so, where, so let's talk some criticisms about this movie. Mm. You guys right. go ahead and start. Well, that's, uh, that's a tough man. one, man. I don't really have a lot of criticisms for it. Um, yeah. uh, I, I guess if you're going to criticize it, it, it's a little too easy to just tell kids to drop the F-bomb and say these shocking things. like that. Mm. That's kind of easy humor. But the thing is, it's the writing backs it up exactly. Like, it, yeah, if that's smart yeah. enough mm-hmm. and com- competent enough. Yes, if to, this, sorry, if this ahead. were a Happy Madison film, uh, and and that's all they were doing, yeah, it, it wouldn't it, they it wouldn't have earned those moments. But because it's funny, it's smart. There's some generally funny lines. Seeing Clever. little Jacob Tremley yell out, "God damn it!" Uh, just kind of <laughs> drives it home. <laughs> it's, it, it is real clever, and I mean, and that's the thing. I was I was a potty mouth little kid like that. Oh yeah. So, see, so seeing them say like all, seeing them say like fuck all the time and do all that like it was like okay. But I mean the the whole sips of beer and things like that those those were funny those are funny scenes to see. Just understanding how those are kids who are trying to be older yeah. who have no idea what they're doing at all. Yeah, I think if anything, this, this movie overcomplicates what didn't need to be quite so complicated. Like we could have still gotten all the stuff that like everything that made up the DNA of this movie, we could have gotten with a few more, a few less conflicts. Uh, The fact that like they're messing with these two girls the whole time and like, Oh no, like we're getting chased by these girls. And, and like, we find out that like the one girl is the older sister of the like, and it's like, all right, we didn't really have to tie this together quite so neatly. It didn't have to be this. Yeah, it also when, when Stephen Merchant, after he's bought the uh, sex doll from them, he shows up later <laughs> when they're yeah. trying to cross the highway. And, uh, of course, they cause a, a, a big accident. <laughs> and uh, he should have put a seatbelt on the uh, sex doll. <laughs> the sex that, doll. That, that girl just went flying through the windshield. And they think it's like I a real woman. I would have $1,000 for her. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. He's like, do you do I look like a pedophile? And Luke is like, you look more like yeah, a pedophile than so nobody I've ever met. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um, I hate when we do these episodes. We're just like, remember that? Remember how funny that yeah, was? But it, 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 it just was. It, it was. was. There, there were so many funny scenes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it, it's solid, man. It's a solid comedy. It's something I look forward to seeing again. I dare say that this is probably Tess's best pick so far. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I I do wonder though, like uh, you think women uh, would enjoy? It? I, I mean, Jenna loved the hell out of it, so uh, I'll, I'll speak for her. Yes, but uh, because it is so boy centric, uh, do you? And is that maybe a criticism? A little too uh, so. gender specific. I think you're. I think you're hitting on something there. I think that is a little too, a little gender specific. Yeah. And I, I do think, like in in the context of comparing something like this, and you you kind of can. Obviously, they're two completely different kinds of movies. But this is how we in in American cinema, like this is how we handle boys coming of age stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and it's it's kind of funny because 
like where are the people that are like why are you making jacob tremblay say those things why are you making these children say these bad words why are you making oh, them yeah. like you talk about watch porn why are you making them watch porn literally, on this computer? The f- nobody's saying that yeah the, the yeah. first scene literally where we're introduced to the jacob tremblay character he's uh making like a big titted world of warcraft character on his computer <laughs> and that's what he's about to to whack it to uh so yeah. already kind of like like if if that weren't a comedy, if that were kind of played for real, be like, oh, he's just, look, he's learning how to objectify women even at an early age. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, none of that. No red flags being thrown up because of that, and it's not fair. It's it's definitely not not a fair thing. But I don't know. I I don't know if this is this is quite the fair comparison. But it's funny. No, it's oh, funny. God. Are guys, there, you don't understand. I've got all these hormones that are just rushing through me right now. But that, if, that, if that wasn't so, the thing is, like, that's the conversation that you as kids, like, you never have. But never. what's actually going on? Like, to to actually speak the subtext of yeah. what's happening inside these kids, I mm-hmm. thought was just fantastic. You have no idea. I've got hormones. You know, you know what it's like to want to just rub up against a tree all day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, (laughs) great writing! Such great writing. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 really good. Uh, All right. So, what did Good Boys? Because I think we would all recommend this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. What did Good Boys do right? I mean, it's casting these three little kids, man. I I heard that they went through uh, hundreds trying to get the the right roles and the right actors, and uh, Mm -hmm. I think they did a hell of a job. Yeah, Jacob Tremley. Uh, he's going to be a star. He, he is not a one-hit wonder. Uh, I think he's going to have legs and uh, love to see his career. And then these two other kids, too, man, they're just... They, they look like they all really had fun making this movie. And, and like they yeah. really got along and cared for each other. And they're hitting all the notes. They're laughing. They're crying. They're angry at each other. They're best friends. Like That's, that's a lot of range to ask uh, three 11-year-olds to do, but they all knock it out of the park. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to agree with you. I think the cast is top notch, uh, because, because the writing, like we, like we said, like the story of this movie isn't, you know, I- innovative thin. or anything like that. It's, it's pretty typical, but it's, it is these performers and not just our main three, like everybody, the supporting cast, Will Forte, like that scene that he has when he's finally got like Jacob Tremblay comes home and he's like, you're grounded yeah. forever, <laughs> forever. Like, and, and he ends it with like, he's like, you're my son. but i don't like you anymore (laughs) winter is coming he's like summers everything you love gone like video games gone summer gone and the wife's like winter's coming (laughs) gone (laughs) so no like everybody in this movie like that it's it's very rare and i know it's probably easier with a comedy like this especially when a lot of people are just kind of coming in for the day and then leaving but like everybody is kind of pitch perfect in what they're doing uh and and really allow and i think that's great that like these adults allow the kids to take center stage they allow them to have the spotlight and they enhance what's going on with the kids instead of trying to kind of like muddy it up uh, I thought that that was that was really fantastic. They let these kids shine. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Tess? Well, um, I gotta agree with both of you guys on that. It's definitely the cast from the three main boys all the way down to the supporting cast as well. Just everybody in this movie, like you were saying, Joe, they hit their points when they were on screen for however long they were there. And for the for the main characters, 
J- Jacob Tremblay, definitely we're going to be seeing him for years to come. But the other two as well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in a bunch of other films as well, too, because they definitely show that they have like range from being hilarious. And also, I mean, there weren't overly, overly serious moments in this movie, but the times where, you know, they did have to up the seriousness level a little bit. They definitely took took it there. There's so, such an honesty. There's such an honesty with like, especially like the kid who plays Lucas, like whenever he would be like, just com- completely like dumbfounded at something or like, you know, that's a, cause he's definitely the voice of the youth. He's the voice yeah. of, of their childhood. Uh, and it, like every time they would say something like a little more mature and he'd be like, you did what? Yes. You're doing- <laughs> uh, he's so naive. Yeah, his reactions were so they were so good, but so honest. Like, definitely, none of it felt forced. None of it felt Hollywood kid. You right. know, like it felt yeah. really honest. Um, what did this movie do wrong? I'll start off. Uh, I'll okay. just kind of echo what I said before, where I just kind of feel like they throw f- a few too many roadblocks. Literally, a roadblock in the way of these kids. Like that that part where they have to cross the highway. Mm. It's funny because I think as children. Like there was this, there was that point. It's almost like in the Lord of the Rings where Sam says, if I take one more step, I'll be the furthest from home that I've ever been. Oh yeah. That's, we all have that point when we were kids like that. You don't cross this point. You don't go past this point. And I think for a lot of kids, you can kind of identify like the highway. You don't cross the highway. And so like, I get that. But at the same time, like that whole sequence felt like we didn't need it. We definitely didn't need it. It was, it was good for a quick laugh. But other than that, like it didn't add anything to the story. And the only one scene that maybe uh, felt a little irresponsible from a filmmaking standpoint, um, because you know this movie is not meant for eleven-year-olds. Um, in fact, there's a Red Band trailer that has Seth Rogen in it, and he's he's playing himself oh, talking yeah. to these three kids, and he's like, "Sorry, you can't even watch the trailer for the movie that you're in." And they're like, "What? That's yeah. bullshit." Uh, check out the Red Band trailer for this film. Uh, yeah, I see that. But that was, but but eleven year old kids will end up seeing this. This is one that I probably would have tried to sneak a viewing of oh, yeah. when I was Definitely. this age. Uh, and if you're going to make a case, like everything else they do in the film is is except maybe for shooting um, frat boys with paint guns. But even that, I can kind of get behind. <laughs> that yep. was fun. But yeah. them uh, trying to run across the highway. I, I hope uh, there's no. Uh, imitation style. Uh, what was that movie, Joe, from the nineties? Yeah. Oh, the the program for the, the program, the football movie, where uh, yeah, a bunch of kids laid out. out. Tess, do you know that movie? No. What happened? What it happened? Was a movie with James Con and Craig Sheffer. They played a, a college football team, uh, and there was a scene, and it was in the trailer where like it was a trust exercise, mm-hmm. uh, where all of the kids like laid down in the middle of the highway, in the middle of the road, oh, and it was like, like on kind the of line. Like a, as long as you don't move, you should be fine as people are like cars are driving and passing. And the thing is, like, after seeing this movie in the theater, like there were kids that were starting to do that and like kids getting hit by cars and stuff, yeah. which I feel like is Darwin at his finest. <laughs> exactly. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like they were like, look, man, we need it. And so they took it out of the movie. In fact, I don't think you can ever see that scene again. You're right. They wow. took it completely out of the film. But yeah, you know, you, you have to worry about that. You have to worry about imitation. Yeah. What but do that- you think, Tess? Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. No, I was going to say that's that's the only criticism I can even uh, attempt to levy at this film. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't. I don't have. I, this is an amazing film. It's one <laughs> of my. It's now one of my favorites. Like seriously, but I mean, yeah. I guess that scene with the highway was a little unnecessary. That was the one scene in the grand scheme of things that, even though it was funny, it's kind of like, yeah, they didn't need. They didn't have to. Mm-hmm. It's like we didn't have to see them cross the highway. 
because yeah. like all that really did was just bring back the sex doll. For, so it's <laughs> kind of like it brought back uh, like for for a, not a cheap laugh, but it brought back for a laugh that it's like okay. But well, it was it was almost like they had to finish off the rule of three, where it's like we saw the when they were trying to yeah. do CPR or practice kissing on it, and oh. then like it shows up again for the Stephen Merchant scene, and it was almost like well, guys, we need to bring it out a third time because three. It's it's the rule of three. We got to make oh, it funny. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of because we yeah again we don't gain any knowledge. It doesn't propel anything yeah. forward. They could have just gone to the mall. Yeah, um, just got, yeah. You know, and, and one last criticism might be as we mentioned earlier the fact that this is so boy centric of a film. But might oh, yeah. I recommend uh, another film that came out last year? We've talked about before. Came out in the summer. Smart. Uh, Booksmart, yeah, exactly, uh-huh. uh, by Olivia Wilde, uh-huh. because very similar, uh, although the, it's more of a high school story than middle school, uh, yeah. and, and it features females, and they're kind of plight. Uh, and, and you know, oh, no, it's a good one, but you, yeah. know, another, you know another one that's really good that hmm. I was thinking about? Troop Beverly Hills. <laughs> no, no, fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's called The To-Do List with Aubrey Plaza. Oh, I don't know yes. if, guys, if either of you have seen that. Oh my that that's a good that's a very funny coming of age story for for girls mm-hmm. like it it's kind of it's like the super bad of like for girls that I well that and Booksmart I guess yeah Booksmart is a lot like that but no nah, like the to do list I'm definitely I'm, that might be my next pick not even gonna lie wow. all right well way to play it close to the vest <laughs> yeah. also I'll point out uh, Booksmart also uh, starring uh, what is that actress's name Molly Gordon she's in that as well as Triple A. Also has Will Forte playing a father uh, mm-hmm. and features that, uh, I don't know the name of that song, Nobody Speak, Nobody Get Choked, that, <laughs> that's used in like every car commercial in 2020. You'll know it if cool. you hear it. The Bag right. of Dicks song. Also. Bag of Dicks song, huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we, I think we as a group decided that we weren't going to recast this because we have the hardest time already with movies when we have to recast kids. Yeah. And yeah. since this movie is mostly kids, yeah. uh, we're just going to say like, Good job on you. Uh, if somebody else wants to do that, go Same. ahead. If you want to share with us how you would recast this movie, go ahead and do that. If you've got thoughts of like what you liked about the movie, if there's something we didn't talk about, uh, go ahead and let us know. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or uh, in Facebook, find that search bar, uh, type in the editing bay. And when you see that image of the woman with the ble- bleeding eyes, it's just stuttering all over the place here. Mm. When you see that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you could uh, talk back to us. Let yeah. us know what you thought about the movie. And again, if you have suggestions for movies for us to watch in the future, go ahead and put those there. Uh, we've also got a website, Rachel. We sure do. It is not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It is editingbay.com. Uh, please go there and uh, bookmark it, if you will. If you want to know anything about The Editing Bay, you're going to find it there on editingbay.com, such as our social media networks. We've got the Facebook link there. We've got the Twitter handle, which is at The Editing Bay. Handy little a Twitter feed there on the homepage too uh, and uh, buttons to subscribe to uh, our little podcast you're going to find all that and more on editingbay.com hey please leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app let us know what you think of the show uh, five star rating would be fantastic and then just you know leave a little criticism let us know uh, what you like a little comment if you've got a favorite thing about the show or uh, like I said if you've got something that you think we could do better that's cool just make sure it's accompanied by five stars because you know what if you leave less than five stars you know what you are you're some dude who's going to give some teenage girl Molly and then try to make her hang out with you instead of her best friend. And then we're going to have to come to your house and shoot you with a paintball gun. Yeah, because fuck right. that noise. 
<laughs> that or Tess is going to be like Casper from Kids and give you AIDS. Oh, no. Telly, <laughs> he got AIDS. It was Telly. Oh, that's right. That's right. Casper gave it from Jen. Telly's yeah. the one giving it to everybody. Yeah. Everyone Did you has think AIDS. at one point that Telly and Casper were going to do it? Low key, I was like, they were they were too close to each other, shirtless. When yeah, when they went to his room, and yeah, started, I was like, he was spraying him with the water I mean, bottle. Yeah, come on, man, more. It's like what? <laughs> I've never tried to cool down like that with one of my friends. <laughs> now would be the perfect time for Keon to come in the door with like a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog, you hot in here? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. Oh. So what are we going to do next week, guys? Uh, well, it is my pick, I believe, and uh, yeah. I have the honor of uh, introducing the first movie of the Halloween season here on the Editing Ooh. Bay. Uh, it is officially October, and uh, we only have a few weeks before uh, this year's Halloween, so I, I think we're each going to have a chance to do a Halloween movie. Uh, I had a lot of them to choose from. Yeah, well, uh, maybe one of them uh, is on your list as well. It is not The Nightmare Before Christmas, which uh, to me is almost more of a Christmas movie than it is a Halloween movie. But uh, maybe someday. You got your Halloween and my Christmas. Uh, (laughs) But a movie that is all about kind of spooky stuff, uh, wicked witchcraft, perhaps, uh, and has a remake slash sequel. That'll be coming out later this month in theaters. Uh, I think I know what you're going to pick. Yeah, movie uh, from, oh no, came out in 1996, uh, starring Robin Tooney, uh, Faruza Balk, Nev Campbell, and Rachel True as a coven of witches in Mm -hmm. uh, The Craft from 1996. Yeah, like The Craft Legacy getting ready to come out. That's right, I just saw the trailer for that. Do you know, I get the craft and charmed confused constantly. Well, uh, they're wow. very similar, and I, th- I even think charmed was maybe inspired by uh, the success of this film. Uh, yeah. have, I, and that was a good show, too. I, I watched that uh, sure. on the WB. I've watched a few episodes of that show, too, because on one of Tess's displays <laughs> at the University of Georgia, he yeah. had UPN playing on one of those displays. UPN. Is that what it was at the time? One morning I was watching like episodes of Charmed and Supernatural. <laughs> I ended up texting him. I was like, yo, Tess, you know, you know you got Charmed and Supernatural playing on your display. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Both quality shows, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, cool. So uh we'll check that out. Uh hopefully it's streaming somewhere. If not, uh I'll give you the hookup. <laughs> yeah. Joe knows how to get things. I, Joe, I know people. Joe knows. That's right. Uh, all right, so we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Unless anybody has anything else they want to talk about. Oh, let you, me uh, let me plug a, a friend of the podcast. So no, uh, nobody wants to talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> no, um, I just want to take a little bit of time to uh, plug the podcast of my roommate uh, Keon Yard. He's got a podcast called King of the Cliff, so it's kind of like King of the Hill, but a play on that. Um, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, it's it's a podcast with three three um, African-American males in their late 20s uh, talking about just life, music, and things going on in their life. So nice. check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Will do. Okay. Uh, well, then, thank you, Jeff. Ugh. Tess, good job, man. This was your best pick so far. Yeah. Yeah, man. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. All right, guys. We'll check you next week for The Craft. See you. Bye. Around, 
You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.